welcome. My name is Sue Langley and welcome to my Learn With Sue Walk and Talk podcast. In this episode, join me and Dr. Michael Steger, one of the most delightful people in positive psychology, who spent many years exploring the world of meaning. Mike Steger is one of my favourite people. He gives the best hugs. He is kind, welcoming, generous, and you can't help feeling special when having a conversation with him. Mike has focused on meaning research for many years, exploring the three pillars of meaning and what makes up that sense of meaning in our lives, how to create meaning and the fact that we create meaning anyway, so how to use that, and what a sense of meaning does for us in life. Apparently, there's been more research in the last few years than in the previous thousand years. So join me for a delightful conversation with the most wonderful person and keep listening for ideas to bring meaning into your life in a meaningful way. So um, welcome to our second um, Learn With Sue live in conversation. We are joined by uh, the fabulous Mike Seeger, who looks like he's sitting somewhere really bright and sunny, but I'm not entirely convinced. Um, and uh, Mike is part of the, or the founder or the leader of the Lab for the Study of Meaning and Purpose. And I know many of you um, are already familiar with some of Mike's work, but he's here to talk to us really about, um, you made a comment, Mike, actually a while ago at an event where you said there's been more research done on meaning in the last three years than in the previous hundred or so, probably thousand. Um, so really that's what Mike's here to talk to us about. So without further ado, I would like to welcome you, Mike. I have to admit, I've had some of the most fun uh, with some of your thoughts and comments over the years at various conferences. So it is absolute pleasure to have you here. Thanks, Sue. It's great to see you again. And hello, everybody in places warm and bright and dark and cold and sometimes bright and cold for Calgary, I'm, I'm guessing. So yeah, thanks for having me here. And yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a conceit to say there's been more research in the last three years than in what I said was all of human history, uh, because really research didn't start on, on meaning until about the 1960s. So but we'll just say that we know a lot now. Let's just, we'll just go with that. So. <laughs> so Mike, I'll just kick off on that in particular around the meaning side of things. So um, some of our um, people on here from the Learn With Sue portal, they would have seen that I did a research review on one of your papers called The Three Meanings of Meaning. Um, and um, you specifically sort of break it down for people around what does it mean around coherence, purpose and significance. So I guess I'd like to start off on that because some people may then have questions around some of those specifics about what are the benefits of having it broken down? Um, why is that important to us and what do we do with it, I guess? I think there's two, uh, two angles you can take to why we would wanna break it down to, into uh, coherence, significance and purpose. The first is that we're still working on just figuring out what the shape of this pretty abstract notion is. I mean, this is something that, um, it's not even you know it when you see it. Like it just feels like there's a there's a ghost in you that that understands what meaning is all about, but trying to describe what that ghost, how much that ghost weighs, is a little bit tricky. So, I think that there's a there's an academic side to that that's just interesting because ultimately what we're we're trying to do in the positive psychology angle and where my research has been is not necessarily what's the meaning of the universe and you know why do bad things happen to good people and you know, why did 
the last four years happened the way they did, whatever it might be, <laughs> we're not, we can't answer those questions with the, with any sort of definitive stance. And the, the currency that we traffic in is data in, in research because everyone can see the same data. It doesn't rely on a belief system. Um, so that's important. So then how do we turn something that's about why are we here into something that we can share data on? And so then that's where we really get into the idea that what we're only talking about is what a person processes about their own existence that gives them the sense that it's all meaningful. And that opens up the door to us asking, well, what are they, what are they telling us? You know, what, what kind of questions would I ask a person and what kind of themes are likely to emerge when people talk about this question? And so that's where those three dimensions come from, from a research standpoint, because they're, they rely on the linguistic heritage of the word meaning and they rely on, in a lot of ways, the way that, you know, if you search the hard drive of your brain for evidence that your life is meaningful, you're likely to be looking for those three sources of evidence. So, and I'll, I'll talk about them in a second because I think that that's really important when you try to apply things because it goes, you're saying like, okay, today we're gonna definitely focus on meaning and we're gonna do a lot of meaning. It's a little hard to touch, what right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, but if you say like, what I really wanna dial down into, right? right today, or I want to help you with, or I want to ask questions about, or I want to find activities for, or we're going to do projects on. Um, and we'll just start with coherence, which is one of the three dimensions. And that opens up the whole idea of identity and how we fit together with people and our belief systems. It ties into the core beliefs of CBT, cognitive behavior therapy. It ties into belief systems that might be tied to family heritage or tradition or religion or the, the, the notion of what a nation is. So you get to these mental maps that people operate with and you can use lots of different ways of getting at that information then as opposed to trying to start with meaning. Mm. Then if we turn to significance, for example, then we get to the question, do you feel like life is worth living? And tell me why, like what makes you feel like, you, like it matters? What, what makes it worthwhile? Where, what value do you see? And if we talk about purpose then, which is the, the big one that everyone always wants to get to, it's like, what are you going to do with your life? You know, like, like it gets to the doing and the motivation and the activate, activating uh, people's agenda. So hopefully it feels a little bit more tangible and easy to work with them. Yeah, and thank you. And it's interesting because, and again, if anybody's got any questions as they, as they come up, please pop them in chat. If you think about meaning, you're right. Everybody can sort of describe it, but nobody necessarily has the exact definition. Um, but we kind of to know what it is when we don't have a sense of meaning um, and I think that's a really interesting thing and when you feel that sense of meaning missing um, you can have a, and, and again I, there was a paper done by Roy Baumeister and Jennifer Vose a few years ago that sort of tried to pull apart can you have um, the sort of the the happy day but no meaning and can you have the psychological well-being and the meaning and all that sort of stuff but not a happy day um, and I think we know when we don't have a sense of meaning in our role uh, or in our job or in our life or whatever it happens to be so I guess how can we take those three areas and if we do feel we've got a sense of meaning missing how do we use those to help us get something back yeah, well, so that's a great question. I like to start with coherence, um, in part because my training is a counseling psychologist and I was a working clinician for a number of years before I, I caught the research bug and just got curious about what, what could happen in that area. And I think one of the insights that 
I've carried with me since that time. And, and really you would even say that like the existentialist folks like Irv Yalom, you know, from the eighties that was really getting us to this, to pay attention to what are our givens? You know, what do we take as given? If you think back to, I don't know, geometry, they're like, given that this thing is this long, like, what is this thing? You know, that process we're doing quite a lot. And so for me, bringing this, this really therapeutic sense, I guess, about meaning into the research area, I think we have to confront the idea that not only might we struggle with meaninglessness, where we don't, we have that kind of like French existentialist, like, what is there? What is there? Why would we make any kind of choice? You know, like Camus' absurdism or something. <clears throat> we also have to um, bear with the idea that maybe we actually have a lot of meaning, but it's toxic, right? We've been, we've, we've created givens that say, uh, we're worthless, we're powerless, we'll never amount to anything. We're, we're ugly, no one will ever love us. We, you know, we, we, we need other people to survive, like whatever it is. So I think we also have to appreciate the idea that when we say that we want meaning, we really want a positive meaning. And we want a meaning that makes us feel happy and vibrant to be alive, gives us a future we wanna chase after, you know? So, so part of that is, is, I think for me at least, why it's so interesting to start with coherence. Like what is, the world you live in and what is your role in it? You know, who are, who are you at your core? How do you interact and, and transact and connect with other people? You know, like, what does it look like to be you? Because that is undoubtedly laden with a lot of meanings, like little m meanings. And understanding those is really important. So, so that's one place to start. Like when we get people telling stories about their lives, particularly if we're thinking with an ear towards, um, like where, where is the end of that journey that they hope to get to? And what does that look like? We can start to compare what, what the differences are. So mm. for me, for example, a big one's always been, um, you know, I wanna, I wanna always be at least have the, the, whatever the tiny amount of bravery I need to have in order to follow my own dream or whatever. You know, like I just, like, I like to be making choices and being an active decider in my life, even if those decisions are, are kind of pointless, right? Like, which well, I, I like, uh, you know, lightly salted peanuts and dang it, that's what I want. You know, like just little things like that reinforce this main theme that I want a life where I'm actively co-creating what happens with the world around me. So, so if I start there, then I, I ought to know that the activities I would pursue that would feel meaningful to me, the little science experiments I can do over the next day or the, over the next week, would get after that theme because I, I'm connecting then, I'm, I'm looking at how the world will change from how it is now to what it would be more meaningful. So, mm -hmm. so that's like kind of an example. It's, it's not a boom, boom, boom. And I know that you're not a three key, three secret keys to happiness. You won't believe number two. I know that's not <laughs> your style. So, uh, you know, I think, I think your, your group of, <laughs> your group of students and, and learners will, will, will be able to deal with the idea that's, that things that are worthwhile take a little bit of work sometimes. So mm, Absolutely. There's a few things I'd like to pick up on about what you said. And again, to the rest of the group, please send some questions through in chat if, uh, if anything's triggering in your head. Um, I'm actually going to take a step back because I wrote a question about this because I, I read something that said uh, about meaning sometimes being bad. Um, and I know that we can make meaning out of anything. And you just picked up on that about sometimes that sort of um, negative element of meaning. So I just wonder if you 
might talk about that a little bit more before we move back to the the sort of the link to values and those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really curious about the the connective tissue that runs from gigantic meaning, you know, where did God come from? You know, like let's just like choose that as a big one. That would be great to be able to figure out. To um, how is it that me moving my mouth here in what is actually quite cold and snowy Colorado is creating a shared experience of whatever it is, even if you're bored to tears, like it's creating a shared experience. Like those, there's little tiny, tiny meanings that are like zooming through all the things that it took to hook up the right things and your passwords or whatever it is to make this happen. Those are little, little meanings. And I think there's a connective tissue between the little, little stuff of what does a word mean? Like what, what are your shifting facial expressions mean all the way up to where did all this come from? So, so that for me is a really interesting, it just keeps me going, right? So, so then you get to the idea that um, probably what meaning is at all these levels is just kind of like a little set in amber expression or explanation of something. Like it helps you to see what it is. And the way that we would use meaning then is to explain what happens in our lives and, and either open or close doors to what we might do next and judge people one way or the other on how they match with that little explanation we're operating out of. So we can think of a million really great meanings, you know, like I wanna be out there changing the world. I'm willing to leave my job where I make tons of cash and in order to be really helpful or I wanna spend time more time with my family, whatever it is, like there's lots of really good meanings. But I think it doesn't take long to see that there's lots of really, uh, really awful meanings. And that in some of the most impactful stuff that ever happens in human history is done in the name of that sense of meaning, right? Uh, and I don't know if you heard, the United States has had a little bit of, uh, of a roller coaster over the last several years here. And <laughs> we indeed had people who for, in the, for purely like these meaning abstract levels, like stormed our Capitol building. And in their view, probably it was a, done for the right meanings. And for other people, it was done for horrible meanings. So that's the key. Like, I think the functionality of it all is really important. And as, as people, who, if you're working on behavior change with other people, sometimes you just get to that thing. Like, it's there's like a sticky thing that's holding someone someplace. Like, they know they want to go over there. You created a plan to go there. They've got accountability to go there. And they're just stuck yeah i think that's one of the functions of meaning as well and until we can unpack that and understand a little bit about why is that such a strong and sticky explanation of where you are why you'll never get anywhere better or whatever it might be then i then i think that it's going to be hard to generate that same kind of uh commitment to this new better place we want to move to i don't think it requires therapy i think the people who are you're going to be likely to work with have a lot of motivation on their own and have, have capabilities and capacities, resources, can network, social, uh, get social help, all that sort of stuff. But like, if we just think that if I will it, it will happen, we know that that's not gonna work. And so I would just say like, if we can kind of unpack some of those like explanations that we're using or little meanings for good or for bad, we can then we can start to use them and build on the good ones and replace the bad ones. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our Learn With Sue walk and talk with Mike. 
For more of my conversation with Mike, as well as many other experts, live events, courses, research reviews, and much, much more, check us out at learnwithsue.com.au and consider becoming a member of our global learning community, which is here to support you to be the best you can be. Every month on our podcast, I will also respond to questions that you might have. So please send through any questions to questions at learnwithsue.com.au and then walk and talk with me as we explore what the science may have to say. See you soon.